Today I fucked up by going with my wife to a nude beach. I was fiddling around trying to find things in my bag and trying to delay when one of the girls just tugs my bathing suit off. For some reason, I thought it was a good idea to shave all my pubes. And when the girl saw uh, me, she replied with, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I laughed and said I was a grower, not a shower. And everyone laughed. We all sat and people watched for a little while until I see a guy walking towards us with a porn star sized dick, smiling and looking straight at my wife. See, that's a red flag. <laughs> It's a red right. flag. Uh, it's been a very long, long, drunken day, but I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, all right, fuck it. Let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, so welcome everybody to Way in the Red Flag, the number one dating and or drunken afternoon podcast. It's your boy Eddie. It's Alvin. Josh is currently away hosting a book club for uh, wayward children and uh, nursing puppies back to health, but he will be back next week. All right, you want to do a little today I fucked up? Today I fucked up by going with my wife to a nude beach. So a bunch of my wife's friends were talking at dinner the other night how they missed going to a nude beach when they were younger. We're not old, mid-30s, but my wife had told me um, she went in the past with this group of friends, some of which are still single, some married. So at this dinner, I said, that'd be fun. I've always wanted to go, let's do it. My wife protested and protested saying how she didn't want to go, which is that, oh well, yeah, okay. So how it would be weird now and so on, And but I persisted. Eventually I convinced her and a few of her friends, the single ones, to go out today. That's a little, yeah, okay. So we went there, and all of a sudden, my courage dropped significantly. In my mind, hanging out with a bunch of naked women was an amazing thing. But once our feet hit the sand and we saw each other people naked, I started to hesitate. The girls pressed forward. They were very excited, and they dragged me along, saying how this was my idea, so I complied. We found a spot and set up our chairs and towels, and one by one, each girl stripped down. My wife went last night. Then there was me. I was fiddling around trying to find things in my bag and trying to delay when one of the girls just tugs my bathing suit off. This was it. For some reason, I thought it was a good idea to shave all my pubes. And when the girl saw uh, me, she replied with, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I laughed and said I was a grower, not a shower. And everyone laughed. We all sat and people watched for a little while until I see a guy walking towards us with a porn star sized dick, smiling and looking straight at my wife. He was walking over with another girl who I just kept my eyes on. And once he got to our area, he says, hey, my wife's name, it's so good to see you. My wife stood up and said, hey, hey, Chris, and they hugged each other. I thought it was so odd and I was a little defensive that this naked guy was hugging my naked wife. Chris introduced the, the girl he was with as his wife and my wife turned to me and introduced me and says, Chris is an old friend from college. Immediately, my brain starts trying to remember uh, any name she's talked about, but I just stood there while they made small talk. I looked at my wife's friends and they just had this giddy schoolgirl girl faces on. Chris eventually departed our area and one of my wife's friends said, is that Chris your ex? I was left out of the conversation, but I just stared at other people while they made jokes and comments about the size of his dick. Her one friend who was always a smart ass looks over to me and jokingly says, well, <laughs> I guess he's a shower. Um, the girls all laughed. My wife's cheeks were beet red. I rebutted to their laughter and said, the age old is not the size that matters. It's how you use it. Jesus fucking Christ. And of course, the smart ass girl says to my wife, oh, is that true? Wife's name. To which she replied, no comment and smiled. His wife said no comment and smiled. Um, yeah, this, this nigga's a dumbass. I think that's a similar situation to the nigga who, who did the, the open relationship thing. 
This guy's an idiot. I think this is worse, man, because like this guy, like <laughs> You think this is worse? Come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Like you, you did you did you did you legitimately think you were setting yourself up for anything other than like embarrassment and failure with this particular like event right even even if chris didn't show up right let's say like chris was not a part of the situation yeah right? because i feel like that's what fucked this up because i feel like it could have been a little yeah. bit of whatever until yeah yeah but i'm just saying man like you you had to have assumed this would have been awkward at bare minimum even if Chris didn't show up. You think so? Because I think the Chris element is what fucked it up. And because also, he got his pants pulled off. And she said that's interesting. She didn't say it was small. She just said it was interesting that he was bald. And then he made it about his his penis size. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like he so, brought so, that up. No, but but here here's my thing, right? Here's my thing, right? So the fact that that's where his mind immediately... So for example, for example, right? And, you know... I'm not a Kevin Samuels disciple. I think the man was was like completely <laughs> fucking unhinged. But like, there's that clip of like Kevin Samuel shit. where, but like, there's a Kevin, you know, Kevin Samuel clip where like he asked the guy like, did he have a big dick? And oh the guy yeah, was yeah, like, I remember that. It's above average. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, and he was like, he was like, do you got a big dick? He was like, you know, if you got a fucking big dick. He was yeah. like, you. So as a man, you know. just being honest with you, you you know how this is going to be received. Sure. In your in your base state, no, but like I, you know that. And you, so he obviously had a feeling about how that, right. how that reception in standby mode. Yeah, exactly. So if you had that concern in your standby mode, you probably should have just avoided this situation. You probably should have avoided. It. I, th- but, but I think in this situation, I think we're not, we're not giving enough space for like feeling confident in your body and seeing all bodies as valid. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like yeah. the 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 homegirls were doing a bad job in this situation. To, to be fair, he he created yeah. this situation. But yeah. I feel like the, like people who go to nude beaches and people who are real free with their bodies and people who are like you know gr- the girls go topless that kind of stuff. I feel like there's there's kind of two camps of that. But if you're if you if you're hanging with like foresty tree people, body positivity, hairy legs, hairy armpit motherfuckers, it's like having a little dick on standby mode isn't and should and really shouldn't be but isn't like a huge issue so it's like yeah i'm naked this is my body this is what my body looks like like you've seen my face you know how tall i am wait what did i say did i do a bit did i do a, a not, pun said it's not a huge issue <laughs> ah yes <laughs> i don't even i don't even yeah it's yep. it's automatic nigga. it's automatic it's, um yeah, it's one it's 100 not a huge issue niggas but um it's a so small like, issue in fact yeah. yeah yeah so like i i agree with you like i 100 agree with you the reality of the situation, though, is that that's that's not how these situations often play out. So I think that like we should strive to that ideal, um, and I think that they could have been more welcoming. They could have been obviously they're free spirited people to an extent, or probably consider themselves as such. Yeah, maybe because I don't think I don't. I think I think in that situation, to be fair, he created the situation, not them. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. that's a, a red flag. But if they created the situation, Agreed. I think they've got a much higher obligation to make him feel comfort. Yeah, to make him feel comfort. So, yeah. And, but my whole and it didn't it, seem like so they I, did that so at I, all. So I I agree with you one hundred percent. But it's also like the thing where it's like if it's an insecurity that you have, and again, 
you if you're a man and you have that insecurity in that situation you know you have that insecurity so why yes. would you create the situation why yeah. would you put yourself in that situation yeah. the nigga didn't think it through because he was he was because and also he says like what did he say he said um in my mind hanging out with a bunch of naked women was an amazing thing that's weird that's mad weird like that's a very weird motivation to have coming into this thing like your goal was to see your 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 partner's friend's titties that was your plan and when that happened turns out that her friends and her ended up getting big big dick chris's dick pressed against her pussy on the beach it's like ah that's and you're and you're right a little bit karma a little bit come up it's it would have had to specifically have been her friends right because like because like my nigga like strip clubs are a thing bro like if it was if it was just about being surrounded by naked women like you want to see some specific titties strip clubs are a thing you wanted to see something real specific so yeah yeah big big weird energy big big weird yeah. energy so yeah that's a weird you that's reap a, what yeah. you sow. Yeah, yeah i honestly you reap what you sow. but i do think that her friends are assholes i, I think that her friends are assholes and that should be a conversation because i don't think i think that's because think about like because of the way because uh, first of all like I don't know if these girls like bodies was looking all nice stuff but it's like yeah look nigga I got a small dick and y'all y- your titties is, is is uneven you know what I'm saying you got the Hank Hill ass like we all, none of us got nice bodies or perfect bodies I don't know but maybe they did all have nice you know what I'm saying maybe he was the the, <laughs> the shittiest body nigga on the beach I don't know so I think there's that part but like people walk around with unconventionally attractive bodies or like different kinds of bodies all of, like if you if you go to a wedding and you're five five you're just five five if you got a tooth missing you just people just see that if you're bald but mm-hmm. genitals and titties and like things that we consider to be nudity are hidden so there's like a bigger stigma around it but it's like you wouldn't if well actually honestly if you went to the beach and her ex rocked up and he was like really pretty if he had a fuck, like if really, he had a fucking eight pack you know what i mean exactly like, would this kind of happen if he was sick if he was six six with a with an eight pack you know yeah and you're there with your you know boom hour little belly and your you know farmer's sun t- you know sunburn or whatever yeah. it's like uh maybe the same thing would happen so but that would be that would be nothing but asshole moves yeah i'm not uh, yeah so you're an idiot but uh yeah they're assholes some so. some heat for the friends some heat for the friends some heat some heat for the friends yeah and yeah now she got to do the like oh no he doesn't mean anything he was just and it's like ah oh, man nah nigga <laughs> that's it's, it, it it sucks being the the nigga that maybe she settled for, you know, but that always, that's, you know, like I've said before, everybody's settling for somebody, but you want to keep that shit out your mind. Um, yo, did you see that one that was like, um, the dude playing the video game with the baby strapped to his chest? Yes. You just couldn't wait to put him down before you started the game, huh? Bro, you wanted me to put him to sleep. But the, the game couldn't wait? But this is my scheduled time to play the game. Scheduled? Yes, yeah, scheduled. Hakeem, what? You every day same thing, Jasmine. Please don't, don't act brand new because brand but new it doesn't. Jasmine, if I get shot on this game, I'd be really upset. Hakeem, are you kidding me? Alone. Leave me alone. Well, first of all, it's a it's a skit, so I don't I don't want to take it too seriously because I don't I, I didn't get the sense that this was like uh, a serious yeah. like that what she was saying was for real. But yeah. if it was, I agree with a lot of the commenters that say like a lot of a lot of women are just looking for a thing to complain about and don't uh take their partner's 
activities and shit seriously as like the baby's in bed, he's attending to a game that was previously scheduled. Where's the issue there? Like he's fulfilling he's actively fulfilling his his needs as a parent while also attending to his own needs as self. And it comes it's almost seems like it comes down to like what you were saying before about the way people talk about emotional labor that it's I don't want you to just accomplish the task. I want you to suffer in the way that I tend to suffer when accomplishing yeah. this task. So if you accomplish it people more want effectively than flesh. They want yeah. the pound of flesh. And that's what it feels like in a lot of it's like if you rock the baby to sleep while playing the video game, baby's happy and the baby's on you too. It's not in a room somewhere, it's with you. That's even better outcome wise, and you're still enjoying yourself. There's the what, what are we mad about? What are we pressed about? Yeah. You're, I'm, I'm you're sorry, happy. I'm efficient. Yeah, I'm efficient yeah. and happy. Like who what are we mad at? So that was that's the only thing I, I had there. But again, it's a skit. I don't think it's real. It's a skit. It's one hundred percent skit. So I'm like, nah, I feel like people people get it's, mad. It's about meant these to have. It's meant to have niggas like us talk about it. It's meant to like. Mm. I don't even I, think it's I meant think, to have niggas I, like us talk. Oh no, yeah, no, it's meant to have niggas like us go see women or you know or whatever. And that's what a lot of the comments yeah. are. This like, see women can't eat, bitches can't never be happy. And it's like, uh, this is somebody made up a skit to create a scenario. And it's like, no actual real woman had these feelings about any actual real yeah. man. For us to build this narrative around, so yeah. While I think that, I'm like, eh, is that that big of an issue? Not really. I mean, I I, I will say like in in like a similar vein, not with kids because I don't have any, but like I've 100 percent had the situation where it's like, you ever you ever spent 10 hours like a day with your girl and then come home and want to play like the game for like an hour and they're like, if you're always on that fucking game, you never want to spend like I I have had that happen before, so. You know, it's it's like, a common thing that's that is like I'm, I don't want to gaslight niggas. It's a common thing that I do hear being an issue, generally. Yeah. yeah um, so I haven't experienced it much. It what I, you and when I did, it was bad. I was like, oh, this is a this is a this is a not good thing, as opposed to like, oh, this is just a normal thing. I was like, oh, this is yeah. a, this is a a red flag. You know what I'm saying? So um, is that the thing? Is that the thing? right there? Um, but yeah, so 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 you've had that happen commonly though. I wouldn't say commonly because, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very open on what I expect my relationships to go with in my, in my sure. ripe old age. But like in the past, most definitely. Yeah. Oh, so so you so you lay so you're saying now you lay it down to like this is here are the things that I will be doing with my time. I like I yeah I like playing video games. I like basketball. Mm. I watch lots of basketball. I am out of the paint during football season, Saturdays and Sundays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this was a part. This was a huge part of my life before, you know, before this relationship was a thing. It will be a huge part of my life when, if this relationship ends, I'm not giving up something that I love, like literally love. Um, yeah you know for some for something else that like could potentially be something else or or that i grow to love in and of itself i want all of that as a part of my life it's got to fit um, together so yeah. if it's got to fit together yeah and yeah. i will say once i lay it out like that because i think a lot of people just think i think i think a lot of people have these really weird misconceptions about like that kind of stuff but no like i love fucking video games like i love sports and i think once you like make it very clear that like you really like that as a part of your life i think yeah people look at it differently yeah, I think there's a, because I, I feel like you shouldn't even have to love it. It's just like this is a thing that I enjoy. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You do have to sacrifice some stuff in order to be a fulfilling yeah. partner. But and you're getting stuff back in exchange for that. 
but I think going yes. like this is a thing that I don't want to sacrifice or I don't want to I definitely don't want to reduce certain things down to zero. I think it's very selfish and lacks empathy to kind of look at your partner and go you enjoying yourself outside of the context of meeting my emotional needs when I need them is an insult to me is insane. Like no, it's common, I mean, but it's absurd. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, and there are also things. There are there are things that like I I like really really like that like I was willing to give up, and I, and sure. I do think there are some nuance in this particular situation that I'm gonna share. But I'm gonna share. But like you know, like my girl, like uh, way back when was like, like I got into a habit where I was um, not a heavy smoker, but I was like a I was like a pack a week smoker. Mm. You know, like I was smoking not a ton but i was smoking regularly i was smoking on a schedule yeah <laughs> and she was like she was like my alarm clock yeah she was like um you know my father has dealt with issues stemming from him being a lifelong smoker yeah i see how that's impacted his health she was like i'm not going to be with you if you're going to continue to be a smoker that's a different situation though that's an that, that's a very ex- exactly event. like i said like i said like that's very specific like there is some nuance there but like i am willing to like you know give up stuff like that fits within like the context of us having a happy growing relationship sure. but i do think it's all it's it's very important for me to say like what i'm not willing to compromise on right yeah like I, like i'm like i'm gonna fucking have i'm gonna fucking watch football on fridays i mean on fridays on sundays or saturdays because i like college football as well like i'm gonna spend some fridays at a fucking hawks game you know what i mean like that, yeah. like that's that's what happens yeah and i i think part of it is is like struggling because do you we don't tend to hear the narrative of men doing that. What do you think is the cause for that disparity? Because I was going to say that the, it seems like part of the explanation is, and look, fair enough, I think people struggle to understand why other people do things that they themselves don't enjoy. So it's like, mm-hmm. if, like, I got homeboys who they love all the Fast and Furious movies, and I'm, and I, a younger version of me would have been like, man, what are you doing? Like, you conceptualize it almost as them being like a non human, just like, yeah. staring at a screen and getting no enjoyment from it and they're just an idiot for doing that because well I couldn't enjoy it therefore of course no one else could enjoy it so why would you do a thing that you can't enjoy when you could be doing something enjoyable with me and I feel like that's yeah. where a lot of this comes from you go she goes I don't play video games I don't enjoy sports so you're doing an unenjoyable time wasting piece of nonsense instead of something constructive and pleasant for our relationship but there are categories of things that are the same for men and you don't tend to hear that so I'm wondering if you have a any thoughts on why we don't tend to hear that? I don't know. But I do think you bring up something that, like, I think, like, gets at the core of it, right? Like, I think that, like, I've really gotten really big into the concept of that everything is stupid to somebody. Everything is yep. stupid and pointless to somebody. So, like, I yep. approach things where it's like my stupid, pointless thing isn't, you know, any different than your stupid, pointless thing. So I try to, like, give yes, those, like, equal 100%. weight. And I think a lot of people don't do that. If right? you say so, like, you enjoy can, it, then that means it's important. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's like, unless it's like, like blatantly harmful, right? To yeah, you as a person, like, or like, yeah. as a, like so, like outside of those caveats, one hundred percent. So it's like I think that like I, I tend to approach things with that kind of lens, and I expect people to approach my things with a similar sort of lens, right? Like, yeah. objectively speaking, objectively speaking, football is dumb as shit. If you like look at that shit like from the lens of like take out all the societal stuff like just just say like we pay people millions of dollars to like put on fucking 
you know, literally, you know, tight fitting Little leotard pants costumes. And yeah. like, yeah. And like fucking run into each other at like fucking full speed. It's literally fucking trying to ridiculous. get a ball. Yeah. And I, it's silly, and I yeah. love the fuck out of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like, yeah. And everything is I fucking silly when you describe it that way. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like the fact that I like describe things that like I really love and enjoy with that kind of like a objective and I'm and I'm using objective mm. lightly here. Like objective lens, I think that it makes me more open to understanding, like you said, like you enjoy it, it's not hurting you. I love it. If you like it, I love it. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that's the approach. But I wish that. people I wish people gave those like more masculine like things that same sort of lens as opposed to just like writing it off as like some dumb shit that you like some don't dumb want to do. nigga shit yeah i think part yeah. of it is maybe i think okay hmm i think though that there might be some patriarchal shit to it as i'm thinking about it because i think part of it Everything's is the fucking idea, patriarchal is, shit just being that's and that's not yeah. sarcasm that's like legit like yeah no i know you weren't being sarcastic. the patriarchy hits yeah. everything man the patriarchy yeah. is out there so let me describe the way in which i think specifically it is so I think that there, like, there's no such thing as like a woman-child, like, the, the, like that concept doesn't really exist. So I think when we th- when we see men enjoying themselves for things that don't contribute in any way to, like, financial power or like the strength of the family or money or anything like that, we kind of look at it as some a thing that boys do, right? You're not farming, you're not plowing, you're not earning money, you're not doing those kind of things. You're just like. You're just hanging out with your buddies, like that kind of shit. We kind of look at it as like, mm-hmm. this is fucking stupid and you not fulfilling your role. Whereas I think uh, historically men have kind of looked at women in a dismissive way that just says, yep, yeah, like, yeah, women do stupid shit. That's part of being a woman, which is also like just misogynistic in the other direction. So I feel like yeah. there's like a, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of a woman to do dumb shit. So like, yeah, they go shopping and they, you know, they, they gossip and they do tea and that's just dumb, but that's what women do. Whereas I feel like men, um, the expectation is the other direction, so it's insulting to men in the other direction. Because we don't, I'm not gonna say we permit it with women, but we like expect it. Whereas with niggas, it's like if a nigga does shit that's just for him, just to enjoy himself and relate to his community, it's like, oh, that's a man child. That's that's dumb shit. So I think it, yeah, I think it might be something like that. Yeah, hmm. that was I, actually quite brilliant. Okay, okay. Yeah, does that does that feel like maybe it kind of hit some of the points? Yeah. yeah. I think it yeah. might be something like that. Because niggas, niggas never complain about in that way. Niggas never go, damn, bitch, every time I come in this house, you on the phone with Cheryl. Why you not hanging out with me? Damn, bitch, every time you, sh- like, we complain, but not so, in the, like, that way, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I will say that, like, a much younger go- Alvin has 100% said some shit, like, man, you always fucking playing in this makeup when you could be using that money to be doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have 100 And then, like, I had to, like, over time I, yeah, I think you're probably how, the only nigga like, who ever said that. that was. But like, but like, it was stupid to say it. You know what I mean? It was. You could be investing in stocks. Like, you playing around in this yeah. Sephora Fenty shit. You fucking, Damn, you, you could be buying Sephora buying Fenty stocks. Fucking, like, you know, you're fucking. You know, like, you know, all this fucking. You know, you need whatever the fucking and shit, shit is. When you could be these co- these color pop eyeshadows or whatever. These the fucking, fuck? you know, all this Mac shit that you buying right now. You could be buying some fucking mutual fund Damn, shit with Jesus. that. Like I've one hundred percent said some dumb shit like that. Contour like, some crypto, bitch. Damn, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I got one last one, which is uh, something that a commenter said. I won't say their handle, but I'll just say some say what they said. So this was in response to one of our videos. I think one of the pods. I can't remember which one. Um, but the commenter 
which I'm going to assume is a guy, could be wrong though, but they say, I have problems. I am sad, miserable, lonely. I have no self-confidence. I often see these men online who, yeah, then that's why I think they're a man. I often see these men online who happen to have someone who cares about them and they, and they often say, talk, communicate. To whom? I don't have money for therapy, nor time. I fucked up my life. Um, and that's all he said. And that just got me thinking like, that we throw around the idea of like, you need therapy, um, you need to fix yourself, you need to work on yourself, you're not ready to date, those kinds of uh, phrases. And I'm wondering what advice or what the approach is for a person who is stuck at zero in life, whether that's zero financially, zero emotionally, zero relationally. Um, Cause I've definitely experienced versions of all of those things in my life. And it's very, very difficult, money less so. Well, it depends. It depends on what your social network yeah. is, but like, being at a, stuck at emotionally zero can be very, very difficult to get out of because the things in my life where I build resilience rely on an already existent system. When you're sad, you've got money for comfort food. You've got homeboys to yeah. hit up. You've got a therapist that you can go yeah. to. You've got hobbies and projects, et cetera, et cetera. And that requires a lot of work. So if you're at zero waking up every morning going, why the fuck am I doing this? What's the next step there? So yeah, I'm just... If you've got yeah. thoughts and advice, because I feel like I, I want to give positive, constructive, because I feel like a lot of people are yeah. very resistant to do this or it take, dives off into some fucking weird red, red pill shit. Yeah. But so, so what I will say is, and this is this is going to be, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give something constructive, but I'm also gonna be somewhat critical, not to the the poster like the OP, but just like to mm -hmm. society in general. And this is a, a hill that I will die on. So I find that a lot of times when you hear certain stuff about like, I can't afford X, Y, Z, it's from people who never had to like grow up in systems where you were able to find that sort of stuff. Right. So, right. So like, I, I, I will never, if I'm, if I'm legitimately poor, right. If I'm legitimately mm -hmm. poor and I do think that like our metrics as a country in the United States on what is poor are like fucked up like that those benchmarks should be much higher it should be higher but like yeah. you should be much higher like the poverty line in the in the United States is absurdly low. low and it yeah. it's not an accurate representation of what's actually poverty in this country it's it's bullshit mm. but but if you're actually like within that that scope it's fairly easy to get stuff it's fairly easy to get medical care it's fairly easy to get like housing assistance food assistance all that kind of stuff it's not convenient just being honest like for example so specifically with medical health right i work for a program i ran a program where we would literally get like high level like medical health like mental health medical assistance for people who are completely indigent right so and a lot of the people What's that we were working mean? with uh, you know, these are people that like were homeless with nowhere to go, with no access okay, to resources, yeah. with no family money, with with nothing. It was like them; they were on the street. We would work through systems to get them to get them help. Now, what would happen with a lot of these people is like they didn't even have like um, the ability to ultimately get stuff like Social Security because a lot of them weren't like weren't U.S. citizens. Just being frank, like so they couldn't get like you know Social Security disability um, assistance either. But what you find, especially in urban settings, um, it gets a little bit more difficult when you are in rural settings because they have less resources. But in urban settings, there's always something like a community, like a community service board that helps get sliding mm -hmm. scale, like mental health resources. And if you're like below the poverty line, sliding scale means free. 
if you're in, say, like Atlanta, and Atlanta, and everybody, every major city has something equivalent to what I'm going to talk about. Like you could go to Grady, right? And you could go and wait in a line and get mental health situ- like situations sure. handled. Uh, but again, you'd be waiting in line. Like we'd send our people there, and they would be there at like. And is that real? Like know, if you're a person who's working on minimum wage, is that real? Like, it's that's what I'm saying. It's, not cost, it's hard. Like, it's hard. Or even, yeah. or even like legitimately, like the worst thing about it is not even like the time cost of it, because like you know, like you could, you know, you know, you could figure that out. I say over time, you probably could get a day off and kind of figure that out. I think the worst sure. part of it is that like a lot of times this focuses on critical care. Right. So if you're in a mental health state, you have to completely decompensate before like you can get like like swift, timely medical situations. Right. So like a lot of times people are, like fighting through, they're kind of doing what they're doing and they're like slowly decompensating. Um, and during that point, they kind of can make it through and then they get to the point where they completely decompensate and it's like super fucking critical. And like now they can get immediate help. So I think that was the bigger issue that we would deal with in the program, right? Where mm-hmm. we would literally have to like sometimes let these people like completely spiral into like a get them seen like immediately, right? See, because that's that what I'm difficult. I'm, and that's th- because I'm thinking, you know, you're a, let's say you're a 32 year old man, you're working as like a, a warehouse worker, you're getting minimum wage, you're making, I don't know, 12 an hour or something like that. You're working 40, 45 hours a week. You're vaguely depressed, have no social connections, have no romantic partner, no friends, no strong um, family connections, no hobbies, no interests. And when you come home from work, you're just tired as fuck. When you're in a situation like that, I feel like you're, you're too rich to be poor a lot of times but still too poor to like get a weekly therapist your problems are not critical and again stop me if any of this that i'm saying is like a wrong characterization of what's going on you're you're not in a critical enough situation to get emergency like mental health care and even if you were the kind of care that you need to get from zero to somewhere or going in the direction of somewhere requires in my opinion longer term talk therapy or that kind of thing or 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 if it's yeah. you know cbt or dbt or whatever the fuck it is but it's going to require yeah. longer term effort it's probably it's not, not dbt okay but, fair. I, I get what you're saying. um yeah. yeah i don't i just threw that in there i don't even know what the fuck was that dialectical um i don't even yeah, know yeah they do is, they do but, like dbt for like people with like fucking like the personality disorders and shit you know what i mean well, that's like, what, that's like, well cuz that's why i threw it in there because i'm like s- s- some people in those situations they're zeroing out as a result of personality disorders that are pushing people away that's from fair. them no, so that was right. what I was thinking. But it's like in order to get that and get it long term over a long period of time to have some actual mm-hmm. real progress is like pulling fucking teeth. You're getting you half a session. Like, you're getting a session, that kind of shit. Bro, like I remember. So we had people that had like um, personality disorder. Like so. So like the psychiatrists that I work with, like they were like they were really reluctant to like just from like professional courtesy to like change like <laughs> people's initial diagnoses. Oh. Uh, but then they'd be meeting with people and they'd be like, they'd be like, man, this these people might. It's wrong as hell. Yeah. 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 But they'd be like, some of these people are exhibiting some of this stuff with, um, you know, personality disorder, you know, like these, mm-hmm. like these, these cluster, cluster B, like sort of like magical yeah. thinking kind of like situation. And we would see like what we could do for them as a program. And like, you know, like when you're thinking about group setting, like curriculums, like the thing that kind of helps people with personality disorder is DBT. Right. We didn't even have counselors that were trained in fucking DBT. You know what I mean? See, like I like, feel like I mean we didn't have counselors that were trained in DBT. 
like, I, like I feel like I, all of what you're saying I is kind of illustrating I, like what I'm saying. Like, yeah, or, or like I definitely, not, I definitely don't think that. I definitely think there's, yeah, I definitely think there's nuance to every situation. I definitely think because again, I was the person that was responsible for navigating the nuance. Right. What I'm saying is that, like, for the average person, like if you're a warehouse worker, let's say hypothetically, like let's say you work for, I don't know, UPS, right? You're sure. uh, a starting warehouse worker. Uh, you probably make closer to fifteen dollars an hour. If you're a single man, you know, you're probably above the poverty line, but you're probably still stretched. You're probably still mm-hmm. struggling to make ends meet. If something comes up, you're probably fucked. Like right. level, you don't have proper right? emergency savings. You don't have a cushion fund. Yeah. Probably, but you're probably making enough to live. You know. Um, yeah. Right? You're one car accident away um, from shit being a real difficult. Yeah. 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 But probably have you probably accrue time right if you're like a, a warehouse worker at ups right so you mm-hmm. take one day off you wait you see some you see somebody right and it was inconvenient mm-hmm. and it was a long time but you were able to see somebody you probably aren't okay. getting your your optimal treatment right but your it you gets get you to a, a better baseline right because like what you're what you're saying yeah. and i think this is very point like very poignant is that a lot of people benefit from having somebody to talk to and a lot of times when you go to these mm. like um, community service boards, what they want to do is medicate you, right? Mm. And medicating mm. you is better than nothing. But what often has like that best synergy is if you can meet with somebody regularly, if you can go to groups, if you can have like actual counseling sessions. Yeah, if you do that with medicine, like the outcomes are significantly better. Mm. But that does that does take a lot of time, a lot of resources. And if you're you know, like an average warehouse worker to, to continue to use your um, example, you may not have that, but you probably have some resources to get you to a baseline that's better than zero. Yeah. And give you some tools to where you're like, you might not be able to get a weekly session. That's probably really good. Yeah. And you know what? I'd like to, to backtrack some of the pushback that I was giving you because I think we get into this, this self-defeating spiral. And I, and I think I was getting defensive to go into that that spiral of like, it's just not possible. Nobody cares about men's mental health, and it's just not possible to solve the problem. And I think that's where I was arguing from. But the whole point, the question was, what can you do? And the advice that you're giving is like, look, it might not be perfect. It might not be ideal. It might not solve everything. But like, even if you're below the poverty line, even if you're making like that, that small of a wage and you don't have time, if you can get one week in the next two months to sit down with somebody, that can give you the tools to at least just kind of start thinking about the things that you might need to start building into your life. And you get another session in the next two months, that's better than nothing, I think is maybe what you're getting at. Yeah, and it's like, and sometimes it, it legitimately takes a lot of time. Like, I remember we had patients who, like, we 100% knew, you know, like, you know, they were they were schizophrenic, right? And we 100% knew that these, these we, I'm calling them patients, we didn't like to use that word, what was the word, we, clients, which I always thought was weird because they Customers. were they were they they were they were they were wards of the state, but we still call them clients. Um, you're you're look the customer's always right, but he can never leave. Like okay, I guess yeah, that's weird like, as hell. Like shit. Okay, okay, whatever. But clients was the word we used um, to kind of job with that like intensive outpatient like model we were seeking to get. So like we knew that some of these people work better with like in Vegas or Stena, right? We knew. Sorry, that. what's that mean? Like yeah, you said that so before, it's a, but it's I don't a, remember what it is. So in Vegas, Astana, it's like a long-term like injection for people with schizophrenia, probably other oh, things too. But in, in my yeah. case, so it's yeah, like that was a while ago for, that, you, that you told us about that one. Yeah, yeah, but it's like insanely expensive. It's mm. very expensive, right? So like I remember, like we had people who were on it, and we saw like complete fucking one eighty, like in their lives and their behavior, right? So then at points like between you know scripts and you know like these are people who are again like some of these people are completely indigent. They lose 
you know, like that that track with like getting their injections on time, right? Mm. So we send them to Grady again because you know you can go to Grady and if you're indigent, like you just get free care because it's sliding scale, right? So yeah. if you're a poor person, you know, but they wouldn't start these people on in Vegas Astena. They have to. They were like, this is really expensive. Like that's kind of like our like third line of defense, and we have to establish care. So we want to see how they react to um, this other injection before they do it. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm telling you that this is what works for them. Yeah. Like we've I'm giving done you that medical work. records. Yeah. Yeah. We've done the work. We know what fucking works for them. Um, so it would be difficult. But at the end of the day, they were better on these like injections that, again, weren't their ideal than they were with nothing. Than nothing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. So, I think that's so a really not, starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this stuff is like you know like it fixes everything. I'm saying that yeah. something is better than nothing. Continue to work while you get that something to get what's best. Yeah, and and look, the other thing is um, to to this commenter or anybody who's in a similar because this this is something I want to we're not gonna we're not gonna solve this in just this conversation, but I want to this is something I want to revisit. Nobody solves this. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I do. I, but I do think I that you can program. get better. At, yeah, as an individual, yeah. at an I'll, individual level, I think it's a thing. Yes, to fix. there we go. There we go. Um, but like, like systematically, systemically, structurally. No, sure. Like, no. Nah. But what, but what I I want to revisit this because I think there's there's capacity for folks listening who may be in this situation to be like, okay, here's some fucking steps, and and there's a version of me five years in the future that's not in the situation that I'm in right now, and I want to be able to explore that, you know. Through, through these episodes. So I would say that the thing that you said about therapy, like do something. And even if you don't have money, there are probably within, depending on what state you're in, you probably have access to something. Maybe not weekly talk therapy, but something, I think is the advice that you're giving. I would say if you can, if you can find any amount of spare time, put it into doing something social, like so, some sort of community yes. activity where you can potentially yes. find a friend, like a like a single friend will change your fucking life. And I will say, a pro social, <laughs> careful, friend. a pro social friend, as we call. Yeah, it. Not, not a nigga that's a dickhead. Um, I will also say, like, and this is a hard one, but like, try not to put it all on on Front Street. You know what I mean? Because I know, like, you you going through stuff, like you said. But like, maybe don't start the friendship with the comment that you've given us. Like, obviously, it's appropriate for us, but like, take it slow. You know what I'm saying? Build friendships, but try and take it slow to the extent that you can. But if that's basketball, if that's a if that's a pool hall, if that's a YMCA, if that's um, a book club, whatever. If that if, if there's any kind of group situations that are open to the public that you can get into give that a try. You ain't got to make a you ain't got to come in there with the goal of making a friend. Just show up, hang out. Do the activity, whatever it may be, and try and do that. You know, if you can get in two in a month, yeah. in a year, you can be in a massively different place by having just made a single semi-meaningful connection. So I think those are two starting points. And I will points. say, and again, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, so for anybody in the Atlanta area, there are these things called wellness centers. So there's one in DeKalb County. It's, it's a wellness center where, like, they have, like, free activities catered toward people with mental health and illness and it looks just like a regular house but you can go in anybody can go into it so if anybody wants uh, to go who maybe you know not you know know anything about mental health or be experiencing mental health issues and just wants to quote unquote audit or just like understand more about the process because a big part of their missions these wellness centers is outreach and educating the public about it so like i don't have uh, mental health issues to that extent but i've been to like lots of wellness centers uh, within the metro Atlanta area just to kind of understand it as a part of my prior function 
um, just to understand what they offer, what they could do. Um, they also have, um, at a lot of them, what they call wellness rooms, right? So people mm-hmm. who are spiraling and just kind of need a place to be, you can sign up for these rooms and you can literally just stay there, you know, for several days. We've had people that were staying there oh. for 48 hours, 72 hours, just because they needed a place to kind of Wine, yeah. unwind, not not go through like the, the decompensation process, like on the street, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of major cities have very similar issues. Again, you know, you get you get more stretched with resources, the, the more rural you get. But I know in Metro Atlanta, um, the city um, and a lot of the inner ring suburbs have have these wellness houses. Perfect. Very well done. Well, look, um, everybody, I'll say if uh, if your partner is is telling you to get off that game, even though it's not causing no issues, you might be seeing a red flag. Um, But at the same time, uh, damn, I should have done a serious one. But, uh, you know, if 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 you invite your, your home, your, your wife's homegirls out to see their titties and end up seeing a, a big dick nigga pressed up against your wife, it honestly is, it might be you just waving a red flag. Um, and everybody know, take care of your mental health. That's the main that's the main takeaway. I should have tossed that in there somewhere, but I didn't. But anyway, it's waving a red flag. You know what I'm saying? We'll see you all next week. Um, it's been Eddie. It's been Alvin. Uh, if you now we've just added YouTube membership, so if you want to get like the being able to see the the pre shows and being able to come on live, you'll be able to do that through YouTube memberships as well as Patreon. So join the Patreon or the YouTube membership if you want to join the pre shows. Um, like, subscribe, let us know what you think, let us know if you've got any questions down in the comments section. We'll see y'all next week and uh, peace, peace. That's it. Boom. It's a red flag.